Welcome to Beside the Burn for Tuesday the 25th of January and you join us today once again in Daniel chapter 2 and we're beginning at verse 12 today and reading down to verse 23 and yesterday we were thinking about how we need God with us and today we're going to see the difference that it makes whenever God is with us because we've got all the magicians who have no God to help them And we have Daniel and his friends who have the Lord God Almighty to help them. So let's read uh, through the passage and let's stop and look at some of the verses as we go along. And as I say, Daniel chapter 2, beginning at verse 12. Because of this, the king was angry and very furious and commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. So the decree went out and the wise men were about to be killed And they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Because the wise men had said to King Nebuchadnezzar that it was unreasonable the way that he had asked them to tell them what the dream was, they were admitting defeat. And immediately the king said that they were to be killed. And not only the wise men who had been in his presence and had made these claims, but all the wise people in the in the whole nation were to be rounded up and killed and that included Daniel and his friends they hadn't been part of the earlier discussions but because they had now graduated from their three-year program and had been trained by these wise men Nebuchadnezzar lumps them in as well and they end up and with a death sentence as well so this threat from Nebuchadnezzar is not an idle threat we see that Nebuchadnezzar makes these furious claims, but then he carries them out. In 2 Kings 25 and verse 6, we read what he did to Zedekiah, who was then the king of Judah. So, What had happened was Nebuchadnezzar had, at the start of his reign, had gone into Israel, taken it captive. Then Uh, The remnant that was left back in Israel were allowed to carry on and Zedekiah became king. 17 years after this particular event, uh, Zedekiah decided that he would form a rebellion against Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar went and captured Zedekiah, brought his sons in front of him, killed them in front of Zedekiah and then plucked out his eyes and shackled him and took him back to Babylon. This was a ruthless king who, whenever he made a threat, it was not taken lightly. So here, Daniel realises, and his friends realise, the danger that they are in. So the decree goes out immediately. Uh, because they'd admitted defeat, and this is what is now happening. So in verses 14 and 16, Then Daniel replied with prudence and discretion to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. Some translations, we've got tact and wisdom uh, as the translation. And again, we're seeing this wisdom that Daniel has that we first saw in chapter 1 whenever he didn't want to eat the meat and the wine. 
and he came up with a, a different proposition to the chief official and he was able to persuade him to allow him not to eat the meat and wine. So Daniel, even though he's under pressure here, he's about to be killed, shows that same wisdom and the prudence and discretion as he goes and as he tries to work out what is going on. He declared to Arioch, the king's captain, why is the decree of the king so urgent? So he's asking here about the urgency of it, and he's showing that he wasn't there in the court whenever this was all first proposed and whenever the king was seeking for his dream to be revealed to him. So Daniel doesn't know what's going on. He's only just graduated. He hasn't made his way into the inner circle of wise men yet. Daniel went in and requested the king to appoint him a time that he might show the interpretation to the king. So Daniel is given access to the king here, but he's not quite ready to give the interpretation. But he's not trying to waste time so that the circumstances change. He just wants time so that he can go to his God and he can ask God to reveal to him the mystery of the king's dream. And the king seems to understand the difference here with Daniel. And therefore he's prepared to permit some time to Daniel to go and to work out what is happening. Not a lot of time, but a little bit of time. So then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah, his companions. So the friends are at his house whenever he goes back. Perhaps they had gathered together because they had heard of the death threat and they were worried. Perhaps they were already praying to God about what they could do. And maybe as a result of that initial prayer, Daniel had gone to the king uh, to seek to give him the interpretation of the dream. We're not told. But now that Daniel comes back and finds his friends, now they are praying for an answer and for God to reveal to them. So he comes back to his companions and he told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. And here in this whole situation so far, Daniel has gone to the king and he has just basically said to him, I need a bit of time so that I can give you the interpretation. He doesn't plead with the king the way the wise men did. He doesn't say to him, look, it's unreasonable. Let's change the the circumstances here. No, he comes back to his friends and they plead to God to answer their request because they know that it's God who's in control here. It's not really Nebuchadnezzar, so there's no point pleading with him. You plead with God and God works it out for them. And then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. So again, it is God who is in control. God who gives the revelation of the mystery and he gives it in a vision of the night. So these friends were praying into the night, seeking God's plan and seeking the revelation from God and God grants it to them in the vision. And then Daniel blesses the God of heaven And that's what we see in the remaining verses that we're going to look at today. 
Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. Daniel here, this is the the central part of this whole chapter. It's not the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. It's not even the revelation of that dream. It's this prayer is the center point and what everything hinges on. Because Daniel has been given the vision, he's been given the revelation, and instead of running straight to the king to declare, look, stop everything, he pauses for a moment to thank God and to praise God and to point everyone to the fact that this is not Daniel who deserves the adulation, it is God who deserves the praise and the worship for it. So here we see Daniel praying and thanking God. And we're not even told the prayer requesting what the dream is about, but we're given this prayer of thanksgiving and we're told the details of it. And this is all a comfort to the Israelites who are in exile because it's reminding them that God is the one who is in charge. It's God who's controlling everything here. He's not defeated. And as Daniel praises, blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. Remember Israelites, God is the one who has wisdom and power. And because this is written in Aramaic, the Babylonians hear it as well, and they're realizing that the God of Israel is the one who is to be feared. And Daniel goes on, he changes times and seasons, he removes kings and sets up kings. So he's reminding those in exile, look, the very fact that our kingdom was defeated in Israel, that was God. And the very fact that Nebuchadnezzar is now ruling, that's God. So don't give up in despair. God has a plan and he's working it out. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things like this dream from Nebuchadnezzar. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells in him. So darkness cannot confuse God. Evil cannot confuse him. So we're living in a world today that's full of darkness and evil but God knows what's in it it's not hidden from him maybe hidden from us but it is not hidden from the Lord God Almighty to you O God of my fathers I give thanks and praise for you that's God has given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you And notice there is what we asked of you. So it is a result of the prayer of Daniel and his three friends. You have made known to us the king's matter. So God is being praised here and the God has answered the prayer. God is still in control. God is still reigning in heaven even though we have this foreign king ruling on earth. So let's praise God that this is what happens when God is with us, when God is among us. He answers prayer and he reveals mystery. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your word and we see how Daniel and his friends came to you pleading and you answered that prayer. And Lord, we praise you that you are the God who answers prayer. You are the God of wisdom and might. You are the God who reveals mysteries. You're the God who gives knowledge and understanding. 
Therefore, Lord, we trust in you rather than in the world. We come to you, Lord, pleading rather than pleading with earthly authorities because we know that you are in control and you are in charge. Amen.